The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick, and you're listening to Matt Slick Live. Today is November 10th, 2023. So if you want to give me a call, you can. We have wide open lines, 877-207-2276. And uh, I just want to say thanks for all the listeners out there. And I know that uh, most of you enjoy the show. <laughs> Not all. And uh, I just want to thank you for your participation and for your kindness. And I don't do this very often. It just I wasn't even planning this until just a second. But we do stay on the air by your support. Please consider supporting us. We do need that. Uh, I know that the finances for everybody is getting tough, and it is. But if you could spare $5 a month or even a little bit more, that would be fine. You can go to carm.org forward slash donate, C-A-R-M dot O-R-G forward slash donate, and all the information needs right there. We don't need a whole bunch. We just need enough. That's all it is. Just like Abraham Lincoln said when asked, how long should your legs be? And he says, long enough to reach the ground. Well, we just need enough to reach what we need. That's all we're asking by God's grace. So uh, there you go. Now, often on Fridays, I read hate mail and wacko mail because, well, I like it. And um, so if you have any comments or questions that you want to ask me uh, via email, you can just uh, email me at info at carm.org, info at C-A-R-M dot O-R-G. And just put in the subject line, like, you know, radio comment or radio question. That's all I need. And check it out. And uh, having said all of that, I think what I'm going to do, let's see what else I'm going to do. Um, we only need 17 more subscribers to reach 500 on YouTube. In which area? In which one of those, uh, Laura? Which one? We have a couple different, three, whatever it is, different YouTube channels. Matt Slick Live, or she pronounced it as she wrote, Matt Slick so uh, I think she mis- misspelled it anyway Matt Slick Live not uh, not what that was Ernie Matt Slick Live okay so uh, Matt Slick Live and if you go to YouTube and just type in Matt Slick Live we need 17 more to reach uh, subscribers it does help us out and what we're doing see we keep the radio and I'll get this we keep the radio uh, YouTube thing going separate from the CARM YouTube ones because if I say things like uh, the CDC COVID report doesn't really support what people are telling us on the news well you know what just by saying a comment like that I get banned for two weeks you can't talk like that but you can uh, put things up on YouTube about demanding uh, use uh, pronouns a certain way and and uh, you know down with uh, certain nations and stuff like that and hey you know but hey if I say something you know factual I can't do that because it doesn't fit the politically correct stuff so anyway that's what happens so uh, Matt's look live on YouTube I think it's just uh, it's not hyphen live it's just Matt Slick live right I think that's what it is maybe you can put the URL in there and I can I can uh, take a look. All right. So what I'm going to do now is uh, I I do. I like hate mail. I like wacko mail, hate mail. And so 
Let's see. Let me just jump in with this one. Uh, you are sorry. Wait. Uh, I think I read this one last week, but I'm going to go into it now. You are sorry that I beseech you to be obedient to God's word? Question mark. Okay. Uh, don't be sorry. Just read God's word and abandon man-made traditions. You know, it, it, this is interesting because right now, before the the show, I'm working on an article on Second Peter one four, partakers of the divine nature. But what does the phrase mean? And I'm writing this article, and uh, so what I've done is I've looked at the Greek, I've looked at each word, uh, the, the phrase partakers of the divine nature. And uh, I've gone through it. And now what I'm doing is looking at uh, at every... Well, I, I looked at every occurrence. I scanned every occurrence of each of the words. And I put up a table. I haven't released the article yet. Saying this is where each of the word, uh, words occurs. The three words, partakers of the divine nature. In Greek, it's three words. And uh, and so now, you know, there's no, no phrase where it's used. That phrase is only used one place. So we can't look in another place to see what it means. We can only look here in the scriptures to see what it means in scripture in the context. And that's what I'm doing, going through the context and analyzing the context. And I think I, I understand what it means. Well, I'm going to release the article maybe today or tomorrow and maybe do a video with it. But, you know, some people, they, they do this. They'll say, uh, don't be sorry, just read God's word and abandon man made traditions. And it's really kind of interesting because, you know, here, for example, this is what I do when I, I examine a word or a phrase or a verse. I examine the Greek or the Hebrew. I'll go examine the language. I'll examine the context. I go look at it. I see how the phrase might be used or referenced or the concept in other places. I thoroughly do that. And people come along and then they say, hey, once you read God's word. And I think what they're really getting at is, why don't you agree with me what I think it means? I think that's what they really want. They're, you know, because if I don't agree with them, well, then I'm not studying God's word. Now, am I? That's the implication. The person goes on, remember, don't listen to any man or woman, not me, not your pastor, not anyone, if they don't teach God's word. Well, that's right. I would agree with that, and that's what I've been saying for a long time. All right, let's get another one. You do not know the truth. A very stupid person to write such crud about God's word. I feel so sorry for you, un unlearned. See, I feel so sorry for you, comma, and then the word A-N, and then the word unlearned. I feel so sorry for you, un unlearned. Apparently, I'm un unlearned. Hmm. God will come down hard on you, if not now, but will at the judgment of your actions. You need to study the Hebrew and Greek. <laughs> What did I just say? Uh, you know, I feel you have some kind of hate in your brain. <laughs> I love that. I have hate in my brain. Not my mind. See, the brain's an organ. You know, it's like saying a bicep, you know, a femur. You have hate in your femur. That's what it's like saying, you know, in your brain. Uh, well, it should be your mind, your heart, your spirit, things like that. But uh, I feel you have some kind of hate in your brain. So uh, I get that. I, I like that. As Suzanne, <laughs> Susanna in Clubhouse says, Matt's got a hateful brain. <laughs> so I'm sorry, but I can't help it laughing. It's funny. All right. I didn't know I had a hateful brain. You know, man, 
All right. So uh, that's good stuff. See, I like that kind of thing. I think that's good stuff. Okay. Let's uh, it is a study Hebrew and Greek. <laughs> I've done it on graduate level work. Yeah, I, I have studied that stuff. It doesn't mean I write about everything, but sheesh, yeah, duh. All right. Let me see. Let's try another one. I read your article on Mormons not being Christians, and I was appalled at your idiocy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good stuff for me. Oh, I love it. All right. You know, I'm laughing when my voice gets really high. <laughs> he crack up. <laughs> he is so funny. All right. Let's hold on. So, uh, okay. I'm going to start this over again because it's good. Um, I read your article on Mormons not being Christians, and I was appalled at your idiocy. And I'm an 18-year-old kid and not even Mormon. Let me enlighten you. Okay. Well, here it comes. Get the flashlight out. Get enlighten me. Okay. The person who wrote it is uneducated. Well, okay. I guess a bachelor's in social science and a master's of divinity is not educated, I guess. Uh, you know. And while he posts passages from both both the Bible and the Book of Mormon to prove he's correct, he isn't. Martin Luther. What Martin Luther got to do with this? Martin Luther wrote the 95 Theses in 1517 because he felt Catholicism, the single form of Christianity, oh wow, had been going in the wrong direction. Uh, the church had gained too much power. What's this got to do with anything? Uh, blah, 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 blah. He distributed around the world, creating every form of Protestant Christianity, including the LDS Church. Sorry, but the LDS Church is not Christian. It's not Christian, okay? I mean, come on. It teaches God came from another planet and that he has a goddess wife. He's about six feet tall. He used to be a man. He could have been a sinner. He became a god by following laws and ordinances of, of this god on another planet. I mean, this that's not biblical, all right? That's what Mormonism teaches, all right? We become gods. I mean, <laughs> all right, sorry. Uh, let's see. Okay, I got to go on. I'm going to the Bible stuff. And uh, let's see what gets on the Mormon stuff here. Go on. They also believe that Jesus died for our sins on the cross. Uh, Mormons don't. No, they don't. They don't believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. They believe that that uh, the brother of the devil uh, died for our sins. That's not Jesus. Jesus of the Bible is not the Jesus of Mormonism. Uh, Jesus of the Bible is not the brother of the devil begotten through sexual relations between God and his goddess wife who came from another planet. See, they use the same words, and it's essentially identity theft. They use the same words, but they have a different meaning. It's like someone, someone who take, you know, took uh, someone else's identity, assumes their name, assumes their age, their social security, but there's a different person, and they're living under that assumed name. That's what's going on. The Mormon church has committed identity theft with God, Jesus. Okay, that's where it is. And uh, they also believe, okay, which is why the King James Bible is is a version of the of the Bible, big all caps, is always accompanying the Book of Mormon. Yeah, but you see, they say that, but they always study out of the Book of Mormon. They don't study the Bible. They don't believe the Bible. They use the Bible to support Mormonism. And then they say that the Bible is not correct. You know, it's only correct as far as it is correctly translated in the uh, uh, eighth article of the Mormon Church. He goes on. In fact, Mormons refer me more to the Bible than they do the Book of Mormon when they teach. Why? Oh, you know, I went to a meeting once where uh, in Southern California, San Diego County, 20, 25 years ago or so, and uh, they had this meeting at a house. They had been putting this flyer out all over the area, trying to get people to come in and, uh, and go to this Bible study. Bible study, right? It led by Mormons. So I go. 
you know, I go and I listen. And this guy, really nicely dressed and uh, eloquent and uh, nice looking guy, you know, appropriate and all that, speaks about the Bible. I wonder what the Bible is. The Bible, the Bible, the Bible. And then uh, he wants, and if you want to know more about Mormonism, here, come to our church, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's, that's shady uh, because they don't, they don't, they don't use the Bible like that. What he did was use the Bible in order to get people to to uh, join the Mormon Church, so they can study the Book of Mormon, which is more correct than the Bible, according to them in History of the Church, Volume Six, Page Four Eighty One, or the Four Sixty One. So anyway, after the meeting was over, I walked up to the guy, really nice, full of smiles, and I said, "Hey, I enjoyed your talk." But he didn't know why I enjoyed the talk. But I said, "He goes, oh, thank you." Blah 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 blah. And I said, "Why is it you quoted the Bible so much more than the Book of Mormon, since the Eighth Article says that it's you know." In, since uh, correct only so far as correctly translated, and he changed his facial expression became hostile and mean. He said, "The Bible's corrupted. You can't trust it." It was really interesting, the turn of his expression, his face, and his attitude against God's word. But he had no problem using it to get them to believe that so come into this cult. Oh man, this uh, guy in the email goes on. In fact, the Old Testament is actually the Jewish Torah. While the New Testament is written by Christians. Really? Whoa. Actually, the Torah is the first five books. It's not the Old Testament. But it's in the Old Testament. He doesn't know that. Mormons believe in one God. No, they don't. They believe there's many, 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 many gods. But they only believe in one of the, of the many. What that means is, when you say, do you believe in one God? Yes. Which really means, of all the gods that exist, they only worship one of them. That's called henotheism. And that's what's going on. The same of Ibn and it says the same as a Muslim's belief. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This guy could not argue his way out of a wet paper bag. It was a weight pulling him out with a large chain. Hey, there's the music. And I got to get out of here for the break. We'll be right back after these messages. And we'll talk to Clay right after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Hope you're enjoying the hate mail. Maybe we'll get back to it after the callers. Clay from North Carolina. Welcome, brother. You're on the air. Brother Matt, how are you, sir? Um, Fine. Just dealing with some inane persiflage while uh, the obstreperousness of it all, you know, assaults my sensibilities <laughs> and my reaction is to laugh. So there you go. Well, I just, I heard what you were sharing, saying and sharing, you know, I, I'm a big time advocator for Truth Radio and I give thanks to the Lord that you are on here. Um, I was laughing. I was trying to drive while I was laughing and not make sure I hit the curb or anybody else because of what you were saying. Um, yeah, I found that interesting. You, know, you hate on the brain because I'm like, man, you had to repeat it like several times, but <laughs> I just awesome. want to give thanks to you because <laughs> I just, I, I mean, I'm just like, I, I, I enjoy laughing, but I mean, when I hear certain things like you were saying and sharing, um, but my, my thing is, is that, you might have hate on the brain, but you've got love for Jesus in your heart. That's the main thing. I, t I share, I share with many people. I said, listen to your heart, not your head, because your heart is the most important instrument of your body. And I, I said that's a that's something that we all need to take into consideration. So uh, anyway, 
I know you've got the love of Jesus in your heart, brother. I don't, I, I, I've, I've talked to you many, uh, not, not as many times as other people, but I know that you don't hate on, have hate on the brain. I know you don't. Um, and I really give thanks to the Lord for, you know, you, uh, doing what you're doing. And I, I just, that's just interesting, but yet sad to me that somebody's going to say, that's slick has hate on the brain. I'm trying to picture that. I'm trying to get a, a Christian picture of you having that, but I, I know that's yeah. not there. I know that you, yeah. uh, many people, uh, get in contact with you and are, are, are thankful to the Lord for what, um, you do and the, and everything that you say and share on the radio. Um, I just want to give thanks. Um, also, uh, tomorrow is going to be a special day. I would like to say a big, I give thanks to the Lord for any person that's listening to you right now, uh, for any veteran, uh, Air Force, Army, Coast Guard, Marine Corps, Navy, anybody, any branch that I'm just, um, tomorrow's a special day and I just want to commend uh, you know, um, you for doing what you're doing. And, uh, I don't have a question, but I just want, I, I just felt led to call and, uh, share, uh, share what I heard. Um, and I hope and pray that people will come to know Jesus because they won't have that hate. They'll know that there is love because God, the father so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And, um, that's the most important thing. You know, you, you don't have to have hate. You can have love and know the difference there. But I just want to say, God bless you, brother. I give thanks to the Lord for you. And I'm looking forward to um, hearing you talk about love from here on out. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Appreciate it, brother. You made me laugh because the phrase uh, hate on the brain reminded me of this. It's insane in the brain. <laughs> I, I hear you. Well, just the opposite, remember, the opposite of that is love in the heart. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh, Amen. okay, well, well, I appreciate you, brother. it. Um, I, I give I thanks to the Lord for you, and I always enjoy hearing you talk to people and trying to straighten them out. Well, I try. I mess up sometimes, but I certainly try, you know. I want to help people. Well, okay. I will yeah. testify and be a witness for you. All right, brother. Appreciate it, man. God bless. All right. All right. God bless you, sir. All right. Thanks. Yeah, that, so that song is called uh, Cypress Hill, Insane in the Brain. And uh, that's what it reminded me of. Hate in the brain. It red can't help it. So uh, let's get to Gerald from North Carolina. Gerald, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, brother, I talked to you about a month ago or on the Mormon Bible that I picked up recently. And it has the King James Bible. It has the Book of Mormon, plus a few other things in it. But when I went to Carm and started looking for all the wacky stuff, they left all that out. When did they try to go mainstream and avoid people... Reading all the wacky stuff they propose. Well, they've been uh, trying to appear more Christian. It used to be decades ago that they were distinct from Christianity. Then they're trying to sound similar to it using the same words. So the things that are of Mormonism that are whacked, are they're there. They're in there. But you just have to know where to look in those called the four standard works. The Bible's okay, but the Book of Mormon, I mean, the Book of Mormon's got some weird stuff in it. 
and uh, Doctrine and Covenants and for the Great that. Price, Book of Abraham. What's that? I found that? that part, I mean, but they left out the books that Carm refers to, that all the juicy stuff is in, and well, I can you know, see I, where they What I do is to, I quote, no, I quote all kinds of stuff. I quote the Journal of Discourses and the Articles of Faith from Mormonism. Uh, I quote, quote their prophets, their 70s quorum, their writings, and various stuff. So some of it is and not... And exp- all of that good stuff out of no, the no. new text no, and no, everything. No. They, it's a huge book, but it has supposedly everything in it. But it has none of the stuff that Coram presents because it discludes all the books that have the wacky stuff in it. <laughs> well, it's not. There's a yes and no to that, um, but they do hold to uh, odd things. Okay, so like you know, becoming a god is not found in the Book of Mormon, but uh, it is uh, found in DNC Doctrine and Covenants one thirty two twenty, for example, or that uh, this many gods is you get a lot of noise back there uh, anyway there's many gods is found in the book of Abraham uh, 4 verse 3 but you don't find the mother goddess doctrine taught in those books you find it in articles of faith by James Talmadge page 443 so you see it's just different stuff in different places okay but I have it documented in my website all right well, I found a lot of stuff, but I couldn't find the books in this volume I've got, and it's a huge book. But I think yeah. they're trying to do a lot, like knights uh, that had things as far as the secret rituals and everything in the higher levels that you don't really normal people get to. Yeah. And well, you see, so what Mormonism is doing, and what it has been done doing for years, is try and appear Christian using the same words, but it's radically different definitions of those words. And that's a fact. And I've got lots of documentation for that. And it's not hard to do. Okay. So that's why. All right, buddy? They're doing a good job of dece- deception. Because, like I said, I've got this big volume and I can't find anything objectionable in it because the stuff go that to, has in it refers to the go, Bible except for a few things. To, and then, <laughs> that's it, when it go, gets crazy. Go to CARM and look up the stuff that's taught and look for those four standard works and find the references and there you'll find stuff. It's in there. There's a break. we got to go, buddy. All right? So God bless. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Time. I'll wait till the music goes down. There we go. We're having a good time, and uh, I'm going to do some more hate mail because we don't have anybody waiting or calling right now. Uh, okay. Ooh, got you. <laughs> That's why. 
need to step away from the boards here. All right, let's see. I'm going to do some more hate mail. we got nobody waiting. Uh, let's see. Um, to every Christian who can possibly read this. Now, here's a question because the guy emailed it to me, but there's only just one email, mine. Now, you would think if he CC'd it, I'd have all these other ones, all the other Christians out there, but you, to every Christian who can possibly read this, which is just one guy, I'm giving it to Matt. Anyway, please stop your crud. Make Maybe do some research about how your religion came to be instead of putting all your faith in a book. Wow. Most books that teach anything are outdated. And on top of that, everyone knows about God, Jesus, blah, blah, blah. We all know that your holy book, which plagiarized off of the hundreds of older stories like the books of Gilgamesh. Oh, my gosh. You just got to know what he's doing. Uh, stop forcing yourselves on other people. You know, that's what's interesting. They'll say, stop forcing yourself on other people. What do I come to your house and knock the door down and say, please, please, I'm forcing you. What? I, on the radio, my website, and, and people come. I've had that happen before. People will email me, you know, and they'll say, stop forcing your views on others. How am I doing that? You, <laughs> just read an article. If you don't like it, don't read it. I'm not forcing you. Ay, ay, ay. He goes on, let's see. Uh, uh, acceptance like how we've accepted Christians invading my life and my space where if I ever tried spreading my religion I would have so many of you angry hate-driven mindless monkeys well that's not too bad mindless monkeys kind of a good insult I like that mindless monkeys what a mindless monkey be doesn't you know, mind anyway um, a lot of those are in in um, in Washington DC I stopped being a Baptist from my mother from my mother's side and adopted my father's Wicca faith after realizing Christians are mostly hypocritical mindless idiots oh yeah so go into Wicca you know what Wicca teaches Wicca teaches that you can make up your own God and decide which deity you want to believe in go out and serve nature and do seances kind of a thing where you do rituals and get in tune with the feminine divine consciousness but that's smart <laughs> oh man yikes all right all right all right let's see another one here let's debate and engage the issue about the church being built upon saint peter or are you a coward see now that's not a good sentence let's debate or are you a coward um hmm. this will be good for our readers we can also address the issue of who clearly has the one true religion you are a cowardly heretic running around from opponents I didn't know that. I didn't know it's a cowardly heretic running around from opponents. You'd think it'd be running from, but no, I'm running around from them, which I'm not sure how you do that. I'm trying to visualize that. How do you run around from somebody? Maybe what you're doing is you're running away from them in circles, running around from them. That, that you know, that's probably what it is. Deep down inside, you realize, oh, here we go, mind reader. I get those every now and then, too. You know, you know, I know what you think. Okay. Down deep inside, you realize that you are scared, as all heretics are, when put to the test. Call me up. Call me up. Let's talk on the radio here. Publicly, you could expose me as being a heretic. Go ahead. You can't stand the heat. Oh, that's, <laughs> boy, that's not true. Uh, you know that if I debated you, you'd have no place to run and hide to cry for your mommy. <laughs> I 
Oh, that's awesome. That's right. Mommy, he's debating me. What am I going to do? <laughs> oh, man, this is good stuff. You trembling cower. Oh, wait a minute. I misread that. You tremblingly cower. I don't even know if that's a word. You tremblingly cower before the truth and fear deeply in your Protestant heretic anguish to lose status in the eyes of your fellow insect heretics. You're, oh, man, so he just insulted everybody who likes what I do. Did you know that now you're all insect heretics? That's what it says. Insect. That's what the word is. It's insect. Your fellow insect hero, heretics. Maybe that's what you can call. I'm a Carmite, a fellow insect heretic. <laughs> that's, that'd be a good t-shirt. Um, uh, look to you and your heresies. You are a slick little girl. <laughs> no, no. No, I'm a man, not a little girl. This guy's got some perception problems. I have twice your brain power with half my brain and both of these are good insults. These are good. I have twice your brain power with half my brain and both my hands tied behind my back. <laughs> That's hard to do. All right. I can take you on. Man, this is good. This is a good one. I like this one. I can take you on with many other heretic pests at the same time in debate. If you are a fravy cat that needs the help of his little insect pets. <laughs> this is awesome. This is really good stuff. Man, who'd have thought of that? It'd be come up with <laughs> insect heretics? <laughs> maybe maybe that's why he used it. A heretic? Insect tick? Maybe. I don't know. But, uh... <laughs> Wow, that's pretty good. That's a good one. Oh, man, I'm enjoying that one. Oh, okay. Sorry. I can't get help it. This, that's good stuff. I'm going to have to put that up on the website someplace. Oh, that's good. I love that. It's refreshing. It's refreshing to me. It is. All right. Let's see. All right. All right, let's get to Louise from Claremont, Florida. Welcome, Clarice. You're on the air. Or Louise, sorry. Hey, it's Louis. Uh, yeah, it's okay. okay. How you doing, Matt? So I just want to start off and say um, I've been following your ministry since I was 15 years old. I'm about, I'm turning 40 next year, so it's been a while. So I want mm -hmm. to thank you for everything you've done. You really helped me okay. out through high school. Right. I recently converted to Catholicism, okay? Mm -hmm. And that happened this year. And my question for you is this. It's, I've, I've recently found a lot of peace in the sacrament of reconciliation. And I just want to hear you discuss or talk about, you know, what, what the objection would be towards that sacrament. Tell me the procedure. What's the procedure? Procedure in terms of? Well, what do you do? What, what do you do, do in the sacrament? Yeah. So you yeah. Uh, confess your, your mortal sins to the priest. Okay. Okay. And what else? And then the priest would listen to the confession and then absolve you of those sins. And you do penance, right? And right. you do penance, yes. Okay. Okay, so let me ask you some questions here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is Jesus God in flesh? Yes. 
Okay. Does he forgive sins? Yes. Okay. He said, ask me anything in my name and I will do it, John fourteen fourteen, right? Right? Correct. And Jesus says, come to me, all who are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight. right? Yes. So are you obeying Christ when you go to your priest and confess to him? Yes. So when it comes, it says, come to me, that means go to a priest. Well, no, I mean, because you're still Jesus, but I believe that he instituted that sacrament of confession um, when you read John chapter 20, verse 23. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. That's not what it says. And that's something that he had. He said, that's not what it says? That's not what it says. This is so common from the Catholics, okay? Because they don't believe the word of God. They don't trust it. What it actually says, if you forgive the sins of any, their sins have been forgiven. Have been. It's very critical. Mm -hmm. Because it's a perfect tense. Perfect passive indicative. Perfect means it's an occurrence in the past with the effect going on right now. And forgive the sins is in the present. If you presently, or actually it's an aorist. It's an aorist subjunctive, subjunctive, which means that it's a past tense kind of a thing of possibility. If you kind of consider doing this, they have been forgiven. So is it the priest that's doing the forgiving of sins? No. And 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 it's not the priest doing the forgiving of the sins anyway in the sacrament of confession. It is Jesus. So when a priest says you're forgiven, then why does it say if you forgive the sins? You can remember, you've got to be well, careful what you do with the verse. Because if it says you forgive, does that mean that the priest is doing the forgiving? So my perspective on what's going on in the sacrament of confession is that Jesus is allowing for a way. God is for allowing for a way for you to be able to get something out, right? Confessing to another person. Hold, hold on. we got a break. Sorry. I don't, I'm sorry to bother you. I'll stop you at the middle okay. of the, that, but we do have a break. Okay. We've got to go. So hold on, and we'll get back afterwards, and we'll talk some more about this, okay? Hey, folks, uh, we'll be right back after these messages for the last segment on this Friday. We'll be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Let's get back on with uh, Lu- Luis. Luis, okay, go ahead. You're on. It's Luis, but you could call me down a jump if you wanted to, because I do a great impersonation. Just kidding. Go <laughs> That's ahead. pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> okay. All right, so you were saying, and then I'm going to ask you a difficult question, okay? But go ahead. Oh, man. Okay. So I was saying that, you know, so basically in that sacrament of reconciliation, you're not only reconciling, you know, your relationship with God, but it's also reconciling your relationship with the church, right? And the community of believers. Um, that's that's the sense that I'm getting from the sacrament of reconciliation versus, you know, because, look, I know if I ask Christ for forgiveness, I'm going to be forgive, forgiven, right? First John 1, 9. I believe that this is in a sense, reconciling yourself back into communion with the church and the rest of uh, the believers. But that's not what he's talking about. For first of all, he's talking to the disciples in John twenty twenty three, not priests. Priests are of the Old Testament. Priests are of the Old Testament, not the New Testament. 
and so you're back under the legality of the Old Testament law at the by the behest of the Roman Catholic Church. It's just a real simple thing here. Now I got a question. Now, if I got you correct, mm-hmm. if I understood you correctly, you said if you forgive the sins; they've already been forgiven, right? Say right? it again. I, I can make yeah, out okay. you. Okay, my apologies. If I understood you correctly, were you saying that when the priest or your Catholic priest pronounces forgiveness, they've already been forgiven, right? Right. They've been forgiven. Okay. That's when? a good question. It's a good question. When are they? When are they already forgiven? Right. When, if the priest pronounces a forgiveness that is already done, well, then when were you already forgiven? Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, I'm gonna have to come back on that one. I, yeah, I appreciate that Remember, because you I'm need a to new think Catholic. about. It. I'm a baby Catholic here, Matt. You got to forgive me. <laughs> I don't want you to be a Catholic. I don't want you to be a Catholic. I don't want you to go to hell. Okay, I'm just being straight with you, you know, and and if you've listened now, to me long now, enough, you know. Would I go, would I go to hell if if because I still have faith in Christ, Matt? You know, and I don't, you know, and and I do believe I'm saved by grace alone through faith alone. That's not what the Catholic Church teaches. Okay, I can read stuff to you. All right. You know, I can quote it to you. Paragraph 2068 of the Catholic Catechism says you obtain salvation through faith, baptism, and the observance of the commandments. So you obtain salvation. You do the obtaining of salvation through faith. I have no problem with that. Baptism? Yeah, I do have a problem with that. I can talk about baptism for a couple hours. And the observance of the commandments. See, that's, that's, how's that biblical? You, you get salvation in part through your observing of commandments? How is that possible? Mm. Huh? I know, about this? A, I know it's a longer conversation to be had, and I know you got probably other callers and stuff like nope. that, but... Nobody waiting. Let's, let's that's what I mean? figured. Let me, let me take it piece by piece, you know what I mean? But I did sure, want to just sure. talk about reconciliation, and you gave me yeah. some food for thought to go back and look up and... Mm-hmm. And to uh, remember, the context of John twenty twenty three is is not to priests; it's to the disciples. In Protestantism, there's a common mistake that people make, where it says, "God says to Israel, I know the pro- the plans that I have for you, not to, but to prosper you." And the Protestants will take that, rip it out of its context, and say that means for us Christians today. Does it? Is that what it is? Or was it for covenant Israel? The questions. I urge Christians, read it in context. Who is it addressed to? What's going on? So in John 20, 23, he's already saying that he it's talking to his disciples. Okay? This is after his resurrection. The disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord after his resurrection, you know. Okay? He said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, I send you. He's talking to the disciples. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. What? And see, if he's talking to the disciples, and if the Catholic Church were to say, well, we're all his disciples, then all of us can do this. Why then only the Catholic priests have this supposed authority? If it's to the disciples. But if they say the disciples only means the Catholic priesthood, where do they get that? You see, they rip verses out of context and you have fallen for it. My heart aches. Okay, you, you've you've been duped by this this stuff. 
And I understand the sacrament of reconciliation is a procedure you go through. It's something you can touch, so to speak, you know. You're sitting there, you're standing there, whatever it is, and no disrespect meant in the description of this, but you're with a priest and you're doing this verbally. It's cathartic, and it is. Just like when I, I've it done is. something, I said it's something wrong to my wife. Yeah, and it is. But is it right? Because Jesus has come to me. We often want to place something between us and Christ to make ourselves feel better. And I understand that. I really do. But it's not what he said. And that verse doesn't have anything to do with what the Catholics routinely tell me. When you were talking about it, I knew, you know, John twenty twenty three. I've got notes on it. I've written a lot on it. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's not the verse that anybody should go to for that priesthood thing because it's talking to the disciples. And we're all his disciples, so therefore we can all do it. Why just the priest? See, if you're talking to me and you said something that was, you're confessing something you did wrong, you know, whatever it is, and I'm just talking, even over the phone, you know, just you and I one-on-one, not with thousands listening like they are right now, and I said, and you say, look, I've I've repented, I've come to to the Lord, I've asked Jesus to forgive me, I say, hey, your sins are forgiven. I'm not pronouncing anything, and I don't need special authority to do it. And you could do the same thing. Let's say I'm talking to you. You know, and I said, oh, man, I, you know, blah, 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 this, that. And I'm forgetting that you're a Catholic. And you say to me, man, your sins are forgiven. You're trusting in faith in Christ. Well, that's right. That's right. That's, that's true words. But what does the Catholic Church do? Come to us. Come to our church for the authority to do all of this stuff. It's replacing Christ with itself, even though it says it doesn't, but functionally it does. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I interrupted you. Well, that's okay. Um, it's funny because I've been listening to uh, the last couple of shows, and you had a woman on there, and it's, it's the funniest thing to hear that interaction. So I just want to let you know <laughs> that uh, I don't think you've interrupted me at all this whole time. So, but no, I was going to tell you that you know. So in that verse, when it says your sins would be retained if you retain the sins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's going on? I mean, doesn't that say exactly what it says? I mean, doesn't it mean exactly what it says? Yes, well, what is exactly that it says? They have been retained. It's perfect but passive indicative. But he's speaking indicative. to the disciples. I guess I don't understand as to, as to why he would say that. Because they're pronouncing what is or is not the case already. That's all. It's the air subjunctive. If you do this. Past tense is aorist. Subjunctive is possibility. Would, could, should. If you were to do these things, their sins have been forgiven. It's not because they are doing the forgiving. No disciple has the authority to forgive sins. That's clear. So what are they doing? When I go to somebody and uh, you know they say, "Look, you know, I'm repentant of this of ABC sin." Say, hey, your, your sins are forgiven. But what if they say, "You know, I repented, but I'm going to go do it tomorrow." I go. You think your sins are forgiven with your attitude of unrepentance and your willingness to go out and, and sin against God? You're not forgiven. You see, just pronouncing mm-hmm. it—that's what's going on. We, as Christians, we have the authority. Don't trust a church. Don't trust a church. The Catholic Church claims to be the true church, the pillar and foundation. Come home to the Catholic Church. 
The Catholic Church has authority. The Catholic Church can forgive you for sins. The Catholic Church has the sacraments. The Catholic Church gave you the Bible. The Catholic Church reveals to you the truth. And it's got so many false things in it. It it just does. Mm. Look, you know, for example, you know, there's no way you or I can contribute to our, our salvation before God. I mean, we're sinners, right? Everything we do is touched by sin in our hearts, mind, soul, body. 100%. There you go. Okay, good stuff, okay? 100%. So we got nothing to offer him. Our sincerity? Hey, God, save me because of my sincerity. Look how good I am in my sincerity, God. It just There's nothing there. But, right. but the Catholic Church says... In paragraph 2036, the authority of the magisterium extends also to the specific precepts of the natural law because their observance demanded by the Creator is necessary for salvation. You've got to keep the precepts of the natural law because they're necessary to obtain salvation, for salvation. Paragraph 2036, the natural law. Paragraph 27 I read the whole thing, but it says the Decalogue, Ten Commandments, contains a privileged expression of the natural law. So the Catholic Church is now teaching, as I said in paragraph 2068, you obtain salvation through faith, baptism, and the observance of the commandments. And paragraph 2036 with 2070, that you have to keep the precepts of the natural law because they're necessary for salvation, the Ten Commandments. So you've got to keep the Ten Commandments. They're necessary for you to be saved. So in other words, you can do stuff to get yourself right with God through your own works and your own efforts. That's what the Catholic Church is teaching. Yeah, I guess, because if you if you commit a mortal sin, right, you fall out of grace. That's a- so, and I'm talking in, in accordance with the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, having... But see, does that mean that if you... that you're having to keep the law? Because if you're... if you're saved... Right, because of the work of Christ, and Christ is continually keeping you. It's really in the committing of the committing uh, uh, mortal sin that you fall away mm-hmm. from grace. Yeah, is it Lord. actually working? That's false. That's false. You fall away from grace by what you do. You get your grace back by what you do. How's grace then grace? Okay. Well, you, you fall get away the grace from grace by your forgiveness. Yeah. Grace is a substance in Catholicism infused into the soul, paragraph 1999. Grace is reinfused. You lose all of your grace by mortal sin, part of your grace by venial sin. So you have to go to the priest to get the grace reinfused into your soul. So the Catholic Church is now in charge of your salvation. Forgive me if I'm quiet. I'm just working things out in my head when I'm talking. Okay, that's all right. We're almost out of time. I got about one minute. I want to read a verse to you, and you really need to study this. You should call me back on Monday if you can, you know. But the verse is Colossians two fourteen, and I have to go through it. Sorry, I have to go through it so quickly, but put it in your head. Colossians two fourteen, having canceled out the certificate of debt, the sin debt, okay, consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us. He took it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. The sin debt is canceled by Jesus at the cross. How do you fall out of grace if Jesus is the one who canceled all of your sin? Do you fall out of grace because you did something bad? Now the grace of God isn't there with you? Now you've got to do something good to get the grace of God back to you? The Catholic Church is in control. 
the Catholic Church is claiming to be the replacement of Christ, it will administer the grace through the sacraments to infuse into your soul to keep yourself right. But the Bible says Jesus canceled the sin dead at the cross. How then can you go in and out of grace? Because it's already done. Doesn't mean we can sin. There's more to that. We're out of time, buddy. Call back on Monday, okay? Or even email me. I'll, I'll talk in the phone if you want. All right? We gotta go, Bo. All right? That's good. You got it. All right, man. Okay. Hey, folks, pray for him. He really does need, um, you know, the, the, the enlightenment of the Lord, you know, by God's his grace. I hope you have a great weekend, everybody. May the Lord bless you and by his grace back on here on Monday. We'll talk to you then. God bless. Another program powered by the Truth Network.